After adventures on the high seas, Conan returns to shore to find himself haunted by his memories of Belit, captain of the Tigris and queen of the Black Coast. Can a high-stakes heist draw out his tortured past, or will it plunge him deeper into the chaos that has always been waiting for him? Let's find out together on Hither Came Conan. Welcome to Hither Came Conan, the podcast that's chock full of testosterone and razor sharp steel. I'm your host. My name is Steven. And as we do once a month, we're going to take a break from the 1970s and venture instead into the present with issue number five of the new Conan the Barbarian comic from Heroic Signatures and Titan Comics. This issue hit the stands on Wednesday, November the 22nd, and the title of the story is Thrice Marked for Death, Part 1, The Heist. It was written by Grim Jim Zub, art by Diabolical Doug Braithwaite, colors by Dangerous Diego Rodriguez, letters by Riotous Richard Starkings, and the editor was Merciless Matt Dot Murray. And you know what? I'm not even going to ask this time. I'm just going to ignore it. I mean, so the guy has a period in his name. Big deal, right? Who really cares? I mean, I got an extra E in my name, and you don't see people getting bent out of shape over it all the time, except that's exactly what I deal with, like, uh, all the time. But you know what? Not today. Matt Dot Murray, you do you, dude. As for me, I'm going to get past it. I'm just going to move on with my life and take this moment to warn each and every one of you that this episode will contain spoilers. So tread carefully. Dear listeners, I'm not, however, going to spoil the ending. I'm just not. There's a reveal at the end. I'm not going to spoil it. As for the rest, well, consider yourself warned. Into the boat. The issue opens with a flashback. Conan, adventuring in the West, finds himself in Argos where he stows away on a ship to escape the law. The ship, once out at sea, is attacked by the pirate vessel known as the Tigris, captained by a Shemite woman named Belit also known as the Queen of the Black Coast. Belit and Conan fall in love and start pirating together until, after sailing up the Zarkabra River in search of a hidden city and the treasure it holds, Belit and the entire crew are killed by the horrors found within the city. Conan, the only one to escape, was forced to go on to live life with that memory burned into his skull, the image of his one true love, lifeless and covered in blood, swinging gently from the yardarm of her own ship. Now, this backstory is based on the Robert E. Howard Conan story, The Queen of the Black Coast, which I know is a pretty popular story among Conan fans. I eh, I thought it was all right. It was okay. It didn't float my boat the way others did. It was adapted and expanded for the Marvel Comics run in issues 57 and 58, as well as issue 100. So yeah, we will get to it eventually here on the show. I'm getting round to that. My own good mystical time. Back to the issue. In the present, brooding alone in one of Shatazar's many seedy alehouses, Conan attempts to drown the memory one pint at a time. Six pints coming up. And this, I think, would be a good time to talk about the art, which is pretty great. This splash page here on page four of the story of Conan 
his head on the table. It is just gorgeous. And it instantly burns away any reservations I may have had about Doug Braithwaite trying to follow Rob Delatore on this book. The art's great. Doug Braithwaite, along with the colors by Diego Rodriguez, they are knocking it out of the park. No worries there. Back to Conan, it's as the Sumerian is about to descend into a realm of tranquil intoxication that he's brought back to reality by the insulting voice of a woman. Chandra, a sneak thief with knives on her belt. Conan, it seems, has found work with a team of thieves called the Glory Hounds, and Chandra has come to remind the barbarian that they have a job. And so, fighting through his drunken state, Conan accompanies Chandra to the job where the two storm a building, kill the three guards, snatch up the booty, and take it back to the office where we meet the other two members of the team. Grief, skilled at picking locks, he's there when Conan and Chandra arrive, and Kamal, who has cultivated a healthy stable of informants and fences, shows up after to tell them all about a new job that's worth 10 crowns each. All Conan wants to do is return to drunken oblivion, but the idea of earning 10 more crowns before the sun rises piques his interest. It just got interesting! Kamal takes them all out into the rainy night to meet a man named Yakur in the shadows of a back alley. Yakur is a follower of the living Tarim, and he wants to hire the crew to retrieve an artifact, a dark stone called Tarim's Touch that has been stolen from them and which now currently resides within the Temple of Bel. So it's interesting here that we have this guy, this follower of the living Tarim, because Tarim, if I'm even pronouncing that correctly, features heavily in issue 19 of Conan the Barbarian from July of 1972, which just happens to be the comic we're going to be looking at next week. So yeah, serendipitous. I found that kind of odd, but we'll learn more about him in the next episode. For now, I'll just tell you what it says in regard to Tareem the Living on MarvelFandom.com. During the cataclysm in Lemuria, a man called Tareem rose and led his tribe to flee aboard ships westward to the eastern coast of Thuria, later known as the eastern shore of Villayette. The Tareem incarnate was the living embodiment of the greatest Hyrcanian deities, a man-god for whom a holy war was being waged. So yeah. That's Tareem. Bel, whose temple in Shadazar holds the dark stone of Tareem, is the god of thieves and trickery. And the glory hounds all agree that breaking into and then stealing something from the temple is suicidal and certainly is not worth 10 crowns each. Yakur explains that the 10 crowns was just to get them to the meeting. But if they're successful in bringing him Tareem's touch, well, they would each earn. 10 times that. So, yeah, they agree to the heist. Getting into the temple, however, is going to be a tricky feat considering how heavily guarded it is. But Kamal has a plan. In the temple, certain rituals that pay homage to Bell include the use of human corpses. And in order to ensure that there are always plenty of bodies on hand, the temple receives regular shipments of rotted cadavers that aren't searched before being allowed entry. So Conan and the crew waylay one of these shipments, and with Kamal driving the wagon, the others hide in the back, buried under the carcasses of the newly dead. The plan works, and soon after Conan and Chandra kill a few dudes, the crew make their way through the temple to the chamber where the dark stone of Tarim is being held in a locked chest. 
Grief uses his skills to pick the lock, avoiding the various traps placed within the mechanism, and they throw back the lid to find... What do they find? Well, (laughs) this is not something I'm ready to spoil. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we look at issue number six next month, but here, now, on this episode, nah. I don't think so. Gotta leave some mystery, right? Anyway, that's how the issue ends with the reveal of what lies in that chest. Everybody out. I really enjoyed this issue. I loved this idea of a heist and... Without trying to spoil anything, the fact that this arc does somewhat tie into the previous arc, well, I mean, that's got me just all kinds of happy. The art, as I said, is gorgeous. The new art team of Doug Braithwaite and Diego Rodriguez did a phenomenal job. Their style, their tone, it all works for Conan. And while the style isn't exactly similar to what Rob and Dean did in the previous issues, It's also not the kind of drastic departure that can often make it difficult for a reader to get into a new arc like this. But yeah, amazing job. Art was great. The story is fun. We're focusing on that period of Conan's life when he was a thief, though to tell the truth, his role in the Glory Hounds is less thief and more fighter, but we know he's got other skills that he can call on when need be. For example, as the team is discussing their options for breaking into the Temple of Bell, Chandra mentions Conan's climbing skills, which he acquired growing up in the hills of Sumeria. She basically says that not only could he scale the walls of the temple, he could do so with her on his back, but that doesn't exactly get all four of them inside. I'm also rather curious to find out how the Queen of the Black Coast fits into all this, other than just using that to show us Conan's motivation or the reasoning behind why he's full of such black thoughts and rage. I mean, there's a moment when the team makes their way into the temple with a wagon load of corpses atop them. As they reveal themselves, it's Conan's job to take out the priests or the guards or whoever it is that's there to accept the shipment of bodies. And Chandra, feeling that Conan, who is known to be a violent man, she feels that he dispatched the priests or guards or whatever with such a rage that she had to ask about it. And she asks him where that rage was coming from. We, the reader, of course, know that it's from his grief at losing the greatest love of his life. But in the moment, Conan tells Chandra that it's not the time to talk about it, that they will talk about it later. So I don't know. It makes me kind of worry for Chandra to tell the truth. I I feel like Jim is setting up a situation where first he shows us how Conan lost this woman, Belit, the most important woman in his life, his one great love, the partner that he could see himself growing old with, getting that little home there in the in the West with the picket fences and raising other little barbarians. But Jim shows us how that loss has affected him. And now, I don't know, I kind of think that Chandra is going to die during this arc, which will drive Conan into some sort of berserker rage or something. Like, that's the only way that the rest of the team get out. I, I don't know. I mean, there's not a hint not even the barest whisper that anything at all is going on between Conan and Chandra, but 
I don't know. I just have this weird feeling and I guess we will see what happens. But this was a great kickoff to the new arc. I love the art. I love the premise. I love the setting. And of course, the payoff at the end. Well, again, mum's the word for now. So each month when I talk about one of these Titan issues, the episode tends to run a little short. So I try to include a little bit of news and information in the episode or what I used to always call in another podcast, news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And so I have just one bit of news for this month. Back on November the 16th, the solicitation and the cover for the upcoming Savage Sword of Conan series were both revealed. And the biggest highlights for me in this news story uh, were that, yes, it is black and white, and yes, it is in magazine format, which is just great news. It's nice to see heroic signatures and Titan carrying on the tradition that Marvel started back in the 70s. But to dig into the announcement just a little bit more, Savage Sword of Conan, number one, releases on February the 28th. It's 80 pages. It has a cover price of $6.99, and it features a beautifully brutal cover by the legend Joe Jusco. The solicitation itself reads as follows. Featuring a new Conan epic from Jarn Arcudi and Max von Fafner, the rousing return of Solomon Kane, written and drawn by Pat Zerker, an electric prose story from Jim Zub, spectacular art pinups, and more, the Savage Sword of Conan, issue number one, heralds in a new era of adrenaline-fueled adventure. The only thing this announcement doesn't seem to tell us is that if the series is going to be available with a subscription through the mail, which, yeah, I know you can go to any of the many online comic book shops and order the magazine and have it mailed to you, but there's just Something about paying a publisher for a year's worth of magazines and that feeling you get when you check the mail and see it sitting there in your box. Nowadays, you would order it one issue at a time or at the most two to three, depending on how far in advance the solicitations run. But I don't know. It's it's just not the same, folks. It's just it's just not the same. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about it. I mean, maybe I am just a little, but I'll try not to let it ruin the rest of the show. But yeah, that's it. That's all the news I got for you. I'm sure there's more out there, but we're really not a news podcast. That's not the purpose behind this show. And if that's something you want, then might I suggest the YouTube channel Stygian Dogs. The link is in the show notes. And with that, I believe we're done. For those of you in the States, I hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. I'd like to tell you that I did, but I'm recording this before Thanksgiving. So yeah, who knows what will have happened to me by the time this episode is released. But there's many a slip twixt a cup and a lip. But hey, before I go, and since this episode is a bit short, I would like to take a moment here real quick to tell you about the super secret Stephen Society. 
I've been dropping little comments here and there about it over the last couple of episodes, but by the time this year episode is released, we will have had our soft launch. So what is the super secret Steven Society? Well, besides being hard to say quickly over and over and over like a tongue twister, super secret Steven Society. See, I just can't even do it once. It's also just a fun name that I've put to my newly updated Patreon. Now, don't go anywhere. Yes, I'm going to try to sell you something. Settle down. I've got a lot of fun things planned going on in 2024. And if you'll just bear with me for a moment, I want to tell you all about it. And I will try to be brief, though I did have to look up that word in the dictionary because I, I wasn't quite sure what it meant. First off, there's going to be three tiers to choose from over at the Super Secret Steven Society. Four, technically, since you can join for free. And so I'll just go ahead and start with that one. Joining the Super Secret Steven Society for free is, in essence, like joining my mailing list. While I do have the Substack, Steven Says Stuff, I'm thinking of retiring the Substack because everything I can do over there, I can do on the Patreon as well. So rather than do it twice, why not just do it once? So if you join for free, you will be emailed each time a new episode is released of any podcast that I might record and release. Not just Hither Came Conan. I, I do other stuff. So if you're over there on Stephen Says Stuff, I'm not just going to shut it down without any kind of warning. I may send out an email just to ask folks over there. If, if you're over there, you know, what do you think? Would you be willing to come over to the Patreon, to the Super Secret Stephen Society and join for free to get the same thing you're getting here? I, I don't know. We'll see. But it would behoove you to join either one. I would prefer the Patreon in case we are shutting down the Substack. But it would be a good idea because even joining for free, you're going to get the emails and you will also be emailed if episodes are going to be late, like if I get sick and I can't record and any kind of updates that I feel the listeners, that's you, need to know and I can't put an episode together to tell you, then I'll use the Patreon and then the Substack to do that as well. And again, Substack may be closing down. Get on with it. Yes, get Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to be brief. Oh, good Lord, I'm already failing. So for a dollar a month, you can become a first level member, which will get you episodes through a private feed of all of my shows at least 24 to 48 hours before they go up on their main feeds. You're also going to get, starting in December, exclusive access to a new monthly podcast in which I'm going to be sharing my love for many of my favorite things. But to be honest, I'm probably going to use it mostly to talk about music and play songs from some of my favorite bands. And that's really not something I can do over a public podcast is play music. So that's why it will remain exclusive to the Patreon. You'll also have access to over 100 episodes of an older, sometimes patron-exclusive podcast I used to call My Other Podcast. Currently, you have to dig to find them, but with Patreon's new collections feature, I'm slowly flagging all of the episodes to be included in the My Other Podcast collection, making it easier for you to find. At $2 a month, you become a second level member. And along with having access to everything from the previous tier, you're also going to get, starting in December, access to bonus episodes from Hither Came Conan, along with other podcasts, which will be exclusive to second level members and above. But only for a limited time. I believe I talked a bit about this last week, but 
They will be exclusive for at least 30 days. Then, depending on the podcast, they may be released on the podcast's main feed. For Hither Came Conan, for example, let's say I release a bonus episode for second-level members the first week of December. I'm not saying I will. I have to get them ready. But in December, I will release my first bonus episode of Hither Came Conan. Well, that episode is going to be exclusive for at least 30 days and will remain exclusive unless, after those 30 days, a week comes up where I'm not able to record a new regular episode of Hither Came Conan. At that point, that bonus episode would be released on the main feed in lieu of a regular episode, just so I don't miss a week. Even more exciting, over one week in December, I haven't decided which one yet, but one day a week for four days, Monday through Thursday, I will be releasing exclusively for second level members and above four pilot episodes, one each for four new shows that I'm planning. But here's the thing. I don't really have time to add four new shows to my schedule right now. So you get to help decide if you're a second level member or above, which one of those four new shows I'm going to focus on first. You'll get the first episodes from each new show, Monday to Thursday, one episode a day during that as yet undecided week in December. Then starting that Friday, you'll get to vote for your favorite. Then once that new show is chosen, that will lead us into our final tier. For $5 a month, you become a member of the Inner Circle. Members of the Inner Circle enjoy all of the benefits from the previous tiers, plus they'll have access to binge three to eight episode chunks at a time. Let me explain what that means. So as I said, I have four new shows planned. Let's call them show A, show B, show C, and show D. Each of these four shows are designed to be released in seasons, and each season will contain anywhere from three to eight episodes, depending on the show. Well, once episode one from each show goes up for second level members and above, and let's say after the voting is done, show A is the show that's chosen for me to focus on. And let's also say that show A has six episodes in its first season. Well, since episode one is already ready to go, I'll get episodes two through six recorded and edit it up. And then 48 hours before episode one goes up on that show's main feed, all six episodes in season one will release on the Patreon for members of the inner circle to binge at once. Then, as those six episodes are being released each week on the show's main feed, I will be putting together all of the episodes for season one of show B. When all six episodes of show A have been released on that show's main feed, I'll start releasing the episodes for season one of show B. But first, 48 hours before that first episode of show B is released, the entire season will release on the Patreon for members of the inner circle to binge at once. Then I'll do show C, then show D, and then I get into season two of show A and start it all over again, rotating among the four shows all the while releasing weekly episodes of Hither Came Conan and posting as many bonus episodes as I can from any of those shows over on the Super Secret Steven Society as well. It's going to be a lot of work, but I've had a head start. I've been planning this for months, and I, I'm really excited to get started. I'm not one of those people that like to come up with an idea and then work on it in silence and not talk about it and not show off what I'm doing. So this has been really really difficult for me. So come on, what are you waiting for? Join the Super Secret Steven Society now and be a part of all of this fun and excitement. The link will be in the show notes, but you can join now at secretsociety.stevenorelse.com. That's it. 
That's my one bit of commercialism for this episode. I tried to be brief, and of course I failed spectacularly. But let's try to get beyond that, as I invite you to join me right back here next time as we dive back into the Marvel comics with Conan the Barbarian number 19 from July of 1972, Hawks from the Sea, which sees the triumphant return of Barry Windsor Smith. Until then, folks, keep your swords close by, never stop treading them jeweled thrones, and as always, be nice to each other. Bye. Feuds did Conan fight, honor and fear were heaped upon his name. In time, he became a king by his own hand. This story shall also be told. Belit and Conan fall in love and soon start pirating together until after sailing up the Zarkaba. Zarkabra. Belit and Conan fall in love and stu- farty farty farty. Belit and Conan fall in love and soon start pirating together until after sailing up the Zarkaba blah Zarkabra. After sailing up the Zarkabra River. After sailing up the Zarkabra River. Ah, Jesus. Zarkabra. Zarkabra. After sailing up. Now I can't even get to the freaking word. Take a drink, folks. Take a drink. That's what I need to do to get back into the game. Oh boy, I do love that iced coffee. For myself, for me, eh, I thought it was just... For me, eh, I just... For me, I just thought it was... For me though, I mean, I just thought it was okay. Kamal takes them all out into the rainy night to meet a man named Yakru. Kamal takes them out into the rainy night to meet a man named Yakur in the... Yakur. 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 Kamal takes them all out into the rainy night to meet a man named Yakur in the... <sighs> Kamal takes them all out into the... Kamal takes them all out into the rainy night to... <laughs> Kamal takes them all out into the... Why am I having that problem? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, folks. I think I'm going a little insane. Kamal takes them all out in... <clears throat> Good God, why am I having such problems with that stupid line? The glory hounds with Kamal in the lead sets out in... Kamal takes them all out into the rainy night to meet a man named Yakur in the... Yak... Yakur. Jesus. Yakur. Kamal takes them all out in... What is going on? I just don't think I can move through life knowing that a guy named Steven did this to me. Enough talk!